In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. everyone, it's November 1st, 2014, and you're listening to episode 97 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from the slightly shivery, somewhat soggy sugar coma. <coughs> Maggie, <coughs> you can't talk with that in your mouth. <coughs> Which could sound very bad. <laughs> I've never seen No, that. guys, she has <laughs> chocolate in her mouth. I feel the need uh, to, to specify. <laughs> oh, come on. Anybody who listens to this podcast. Yeah, really? They should know better than to be drinking anything during our opening, you know, sequence. Yeah, really. They should know it by now. Anyways, happy Day of the Dead. Happy November 1st. It is Book Lovers Day, by the way. And we hope that everybody had a safe and happy Halloween. Yes, I think most of the kids around here had a very safe Halloween because they didn't go out for very long. It was... It, <laughs> it was poured cold. rain. Well, it was it was only spot on and off dri- drizzling where I was, but still. Yeah. Well, there was a it was sort of drizzling for most of the night here, but there were a couple time a few times where it poured because I could hear it on the oh. roof at work last night. That makes for a sucky Halloween. Yeah, I know. And it snowed at least where I live today. And yeah, no doubt those are flakes. Absolutely yeah. no doubt. So, uh, yeah, not to um, wear this joke really thin, like it hasn't already done so, but winter's coming. <laughs> well, at least as you were saying, as you know, pictures that I saw from other places, it didn't stick. At no. least not in this area. No, Northern Ontario yes. and Calgary and stuff like that. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've gotten quite a bit. They've of gotten stuff. already. <laughs> so by now, you guys will know we went to Rhinebeck. Yes. I think there are killer whales somewhere on the other side of the world that are suddenly going, what? I'm supposed to (laughs) be... Did you just feel that vibration? I'm supposed to be where? (laughs) Yeah. We went to Rhinebeck. Oh my god. And it was lots of fun. It was. I was totally sleep deprived for the next following week, but... (laughs) It was amazing. It's kind of like the knitter's version of spring break. It's the knitter's version of Comic-Con. Yeah. Because you sort of, like, let loose to run in this, although, in this case, Archon has a lot of outdoor paths. Yeah. With a lot of indoor stalls, but that takes advantage of the natural beauty we were set in. Yeah, and, I mean, I forget who I was talking to, I forget, and where it was, if it was on our group, if it was on Twitter or something, but, like, we even have cosplay, (laughs) really. Yeah. In that everybody wears their knitwear. And like they they make things to wear specifically there, specifically to the con. And they're recognizable. Oh my god, is that a <laughs> you know So in this case instead of it being oh my god that's Captain America, it's oh my god that's the That's a Pont Nuff from yeah. you know Amy Herzog or that's yeah. a Clappity shawl from Yeah. Yeah. Should make a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. In past years, people did Ravelry Bingo, where like bloggers would put their oh, names on it. One. You would stamp your thing. They didn't. They haven't done that for the last couple of years, though. Mainly because uh, you know whoever did it, you know, wasn't able to go or whatever, and nobody else stepped up. Oh, dude. But yes, yeah, so we were at Ryan Beck. I was there Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was only able to be there on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. 
And it was kind of like Mission Impossible because as soon as I entered the grounds, I'm like, okay, Karen. And I, I don't know the Mission Impossible <laughs> music, to be honest, in my head. <laughs> there you go. I was about to start doing Jaws, to be honest, and that would have been a bit. That would have been a bit of a Cumberbatch, you know. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Photobomb. Photobomb. But um, my host is the one that drove me. I was staying in the next state in Connecticut, and he's the one that came with me. And he's like, what are you t- what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking for a circular shawl. I'm looking for a red circular gradient <laughs> shawl. It's like, there are hundreds around here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll know this one. No, this is a particular one. This one stands out. Trust me. I'm- there she is. <laughs> and then I just sort of sprang from his side and went like goat hunting, bouncing until I got directly behind you. And then I started trying going tiptoe. And then the dang person you were talking to, she looked behind you and looked at me, and I'm like, ah, nuts. Think you can creep up on me? Can't creep up on an agent. (laughs) By the way, I didn't mean that in a mean way, person that you were talking to. Yes. I was just trying, I was just trying to be sneaky. Yes, but I actually went down, God, that was a week. (laughs) Well, because like, well, the main reason, the, 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 it, it is a big blur, because, well, it started like two weeks before that, too, because like, I had... Six things that I had to do for courses in the two weeks before Rhinebeck, including two assignments worth a fairly chunky part of my mark. Oh, that'll do it. Do the Sunday of Rhinebeck weekend, which means I had to finish them by the Wednesday. Ouch. Because Thursday, I worked all day, briefly went home, grabbed my stuff, changed, grabbed my stuff, went downtown, got the bus to Buffalo, got the city bus in Buffalo to the hotel I was staying at, like crashed in the hotel. There was a McDonald's like right next door. So I grabbed something to eat and I was like flipping through just wanting to watch something before I went to bed in the hotel. And oh, hey, they have TV on demand. Oh, hey, they have like tons of TV on demand. Oh, hey, they have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from this week. <laughs> Rewatching. And then was uh, had to be up the next morning. because Oh, yes, that was the other thing. Uh, like the Monday before I left, Amtrak sent me an email saying, oh, by the way, the train you have selected often has major delays. Oh, God. Like, four-hour delay is not abnormal. The Tuesday, I, I, they have something on their site where you can track a train. Yeah. And so I was tracking it throughout the day. It's supposed to get to Buffalo at 9 in the morning. At 2.45, when I checked, when I realized, oh, hey, I can track this thing and I can check, it had still not reached Buffalo yet. It didn't reach Buffalo till 3.45 in the afternoon. Oh. I'm like, I'm changing this fucking train. <laughs> so I changed it to one that left earlier. So I had to be at the train station at, like, quarter after seven. Oh. Got on the train, was on the train for, like, seven hours. <laughs> Got to Poughkeepsie. And it turned out okay leaving earlier because then the... The people who were picking me up, one of them had thought she'd have to work until the end of the day when actually, you know, her boss said, oh, just take the day. But so they were able to come up and meet me there sort of about mid-afternoon and we were able to drive up to where we were staying. We were staying in Saugerties, New York, which is like across the river and like half an hour north of Rhinebeck, which is really nice. It was kind of nice having being in this nice little town. It's a really cute town. Um, one of the things we found or we had all found out looking at the internet about the town there's a store there, which is a yarn and tea shop called The Perfect Blend. And yes, that would be. Which was like, oh, you knew we were coming then. You built this store for us. Though after a little while, there was like, there's so many, there were so many really cool stores and stuff there. They were like, this town seems almost too perfect. 
<laughs> That's like something out of a Stephen King novel. You know, small, upstate, New England town, so perfect looking, but so not perfect underneath. It's like, are we going to try and drive out of town and the roads will just loop back and keep us in? Stepford wives come out um, of closets. and. But yeah, so I met up with my other housemates. I, the ones that picked me up, Melissa and Margaret. I knew a couple of the people who were staying through the house because um, one of them, Marsha, was the one who was like, hey, why don't you stay with us? When I was like, hmm, looking for figuring out, trying to, about where I'm staying in, room, in Rhinebeck. And I knew her through Twitter and stuff. But the other And the others, like, most of them listen to the podcast, so they know me through that. Right. But didn't know them as well. But like, within five minutes of me getting in the car with Melissa and Margaret, we were laughing our heads off. So, and they're total kindred spirits. We got to the house. The house we stayed in was adorable, by the way. It was an 1880s cottage. It was so cute. It was like, there was all antique things, the cute little rooms and creaky stairs. And it was, oh, it was so perfect. But that night, like, we watched Winter Soldier and were like squealing fanishly throughout the entire thing. I understand there was booze involved as well. Oh, yes, there was booze involved. I think Margaret took a picture. I brought my little bobblehead Coulson. <laughs> Margaret took a picture of him in front of the booze. He was guarding our booze. And like the second night we were there while we we're waiting for dinner to cook, Marcia put on her Spotify and she has a Disney chant, Disney songs channel on there. So we were all singing along to Disney songs at the top of our lungs. So yes, these were kindred spirits. Does everybody else love Belle like you do? I don't know. I forget if we actually mentioned who our favorites were, but we all like all knew the songs. Yeah. So yes, of course, one of the things, too, with the, the town being so perfect, one of the amusing things was the house across the street was actually a boarded up it was Am- old house. Amityville? Was, yeah. We called it the murder house all weekend. There, there you go. I don't think I posted a picture of the murder house online, but I can. Oh, yeah. Somebody's <laughs> dead and buried in that yard. It looks like the house where, like, that no one will talk about. That had the incident 40 years ago that no one will talk about. Someone's buried in that yard. I yeah. guarantee it. There are bodies in that yard. So yeah, so then the next morning we get to Rhinebeck, you know, next Friday. We actually got there, see if we timed it perfectly. We got there a little after 10. I think the fairgrounds open at 9. And we didn't really have to wait much to get onto the property or find a parking space, you know, go get to our parking space or whatever. I mean, we were parked out fairly far out, but it wasn't too bad. Of course, in the car I was in, we were also blaring superhero music. I was blaring the Captain America march when, as we drove in. But yeah, and we, so we got there and we went to the small barns first. And even that was just like, oh my god, there is so much here. I don't know what to do. You don't know what to look at first. Yes. And that was even without going to the big barns where like a lot of the major things were that people were going to. We didn't try and go to any of the things where it was like, we didn't go to the, didn't try to go to Jenny the Potter booth. Didn't try to get to the fold or into the world or other places where it was like, boom, people. This booth is breeding people. Yeah. Which is kind of nice because I mean, it was still crowded in the other places, but it wasn't like completely bonkers. But that doesn't mean I didn't buy stuff. Of course not. <laughs> Otherwise, that stuff at your feet wouldn't exist, would it? Yes. And well, this is legit stash because you had to go to another country for it. Yes. It's vacation stash. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Um. So yeah, but later in the day, I did make it over to the Into the World booth, which by the time I got there, the section that had the multicolored sock yarn and stuff had been pretty picked over. Yeah. Like, there was large sections of it that were just gone. <laughs> I did manage to find two, though. There's this one in the Gloucester sock, which is a 80-20 superwash merino nylon. It's Terrians, which is what colors? Everything from deep 
peacock green straight through to ocean blues and navies and purples right down to the darkest midnight blue. Which is? Everything. All of my colors. Yeah, it's everything you. And I also got one more skein called? Smaller on the outside. Yep. Tardis! For anybody who doesn't know, that is a Tardis reference. Yep. And it's got sort of light, sort of grayish white into sort of a strong sort of medium blue into darker blues and purples. Very Tardis-y. Um, I also went to the Loop booth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Craven's Covets and Crush is going to be light because we're mentioning tons of stuff right now. Yes, so I went to the Loop booth, especially because... I mean, one of my requirements was that, like, the stuff I, I kind of wanted to get, especially the first day, had to be stuff where it's like, okay, I know these people tend to sell out quickly online, or, you know, they're just, you know, harder to get at. So I got a loop bat in the colorway Galaxy. So there is. Which is once dark again. Dark blue, and teal, and sort of greeny, and slightly purpley, and... And everything that is Karen, but it also has a black. teeny tiny little bit of sparkle to it. Yeah, it's Merino, Nylon, and Angelina. It's 5.3 ounce bat. A bullseye bump, actually. And it feels lovely, and the colors in it are gorgeous, because they the colors sort of progress through the entire thing, so you do have the, the bullseye effect looking at it. That's the kind of thing that you, you're tempted to not even use. You just want to sit there and hold it in your hands and look at it. Yeah. Like a kitten. It's pretty gorgeous. And they have so many that were just gorgeous. I'm like, oh, I could have bought at least at least five of them. Yep. I fell in love with. But I tried to restrict myself to one, especially because this was the first day. I didn't want to spend too much on the first day, which was why when I found this next one, I was debating about it for a little while. So close to the end of the, basically the end of the first day, half an hour, five, 15 minutes before they the fair closed for the day, mm-hmm. we went over to the Dragonfly Fibers booth. And I found... A gradient set of theirs. The only one they had left in this colorway. The colorway is... Starry Night. Yes. Oh. And it's got that sort of gold and gray and different shades of blue into like midnight blue of Van Gogh's Starry Night. Yep. Which I love. (laughs) So I saw it and I was like, shit, I want it. I really want it. I don't know if I want to spend the money on it on the first day. I don't know. I don't know debating 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 what am i going to make with it blah 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 and finally i realized if i am if i am debating it this much i am going to kick myself if i don't get it i'm going to be thinking oh i should have got it i should have got it so i decided okay i'm going to get it paid for it literally like a minute after i paid for it i was waiting for the other people in my group to finish looking and someone went up to one of the staff members. I didn't quite hear what they asked, but I heard the staff member say, Oh yeah, we've got one more of those gradient sets right over. Oh, I guess some, okay, I guess someone bought it. <laughs> like, yoink, run. It's like, so if you were the person who went in at the end of the day wanting the Starry Night gradient set and it wasn't there, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So, and then, oh, and then of course on Saturday was when we were, we were both at the, the Ravelry meetup. Mm-hmm. Got to meet a lot of amazing listeners. And see a lot of beautiful things. Yes. And got to meet a designer. Yes. We got to fangirl over Amy Herzog. <laughs> and oh she's my God. super she's super nice. Yeah, she was there. She had a group photo with people that had made custom fit sweaters. And so we sort of sneaked over and we're like, Oh my god, we love your stuff. Because really, ninety five percent of Amy's stuff is instant smash hit 
Yeah. Smash. It's the kind of thing that we see and we're just like, want to yep. make this now. Yep. Want it, love it, somebody teach me to knit with my toes type of thing because I want it all. And you could see her going around from person to person and they were talking about sleeves and they were talking about fit and underarm mm-hmm. measurements and mm-hmm. bust measurements and all those sorts of things. And she was really taking an interest in each and every person's sweater. But yeah, so we had the, the Ravelry meetup and the podcaster meetup on the hill. Yeah, the hill. <laughs> on Saturday, we got to meet whole bunch of different people whose names like a lot of them i don't quite remember everybody's names i remember jd was there and there were other people and i got a lot of cards from people including one there was one from a blog called fiber fangirls at fiberfangirls.com.blogspot.com which like that's pretty much right up our alley So, needless to say... I remember there was one of the points where I was looking for... I can't remember if I was looking for you, if I was looking for my host, John. And I was just going back and forth through the different barns looking for somebody, and all of a sudden somebody went, Maggie! I'm like, huh? I'm looking around like there's nobody that I'm recognizing. And then the person right in front of me who's standing in a line going, Net one, gate two! I'm like, hi! Yes! Sorry! <laughs> I My brain is, is not here! <laughs> hi! I turn into the biggest nitwit. But um bump. But um bump. But yeah, and I've got actually I didn't think to to grab all my cards so I can mention everybody. So we'll we'll spread out the mentions for a little while. Okay. Keep the do fun that. going. So we had Fiber Fangirls and JD has her own podcast. And of course anybody who wanted to got their picture taken with Bobblehead Colson. Aww. <laughs> yeah, JD's podcast is a video podcast called Twisted Strands. So you can find that at twisted strands dot twist sorry twisted strands with two s's at the end of strands dot blogspot dot com. I also remember seeing a a bunch of um, I would call them I wouldn't call them elderly I would definitely call them uh, senior elite mm-hmm. ladies who are all wearing tiaras and I'm like okay yes. I just- There's a lot of people with tiaras on. I was just curious, is there, is it a club or is there a reason for the tiaras? And they're like, because we want to and it's fun. I'm like, I love you people. This is what, (laughs) all the awesome people come here. But yes, then I also, I was there because I was there on the Sunday. I also met a bunch of people on the Sunday at the Sunday Ravelry meetup, Mm -hmm. which was so fun. It's always nice meeting people who we actually, who actually listen to the podcast and, oh, and I don't have them with me. Um, I need to give it to you. Iris gave us a couple things. Little things that she got. She at yes, Comic-Con. she told I passed by her late, and she said she gave it to yes, yeah, gave it to me. Which thank you, Iris. Yeah, actually, here I'll go run grab them okay. because so that you can squeal on the podcast. Okay, I'll do it. that. I'll do that. I went, and this is going to sound really wrong and boring, but I didn't go with any kind of shopping list in mind because. Yeah, I'm kind of frugal right now, so I pretty much just walked away with only a new bobbin for my spinning wheel, but I'm perfectly fine with that because I've got enough spinning to keep me going until the end of the year and then some, and I've got enough knitting definitely to keep me going until the end of the year and then some. Mind you, the end of the year is not that far away. No, it's not. (laughs) And I really just wanted to be there. I just wanted to say I was there. Mm Because it's the experience, it's the people, it's the food. Yeah, it's the getting together with other knitters and the the fair food. (laughs) Other people that are your tribe. Yeah, that's the... I mean, that's one of the greatest parts about it because... I mean, it's not like I did a lot of shopping. I've only got two other items, really. But so much of it is like having the weekend away with fellow knitters. People who understand you. Meeting other knitters at the fair and at Ravelry and seeing everybody's knitted stuff and... People who understand why, what kind of yarn you use and what kind of needle you use. Makes a difference! 
Yes. So these are the things that Iris got for us. Okay. At New York Comic Con. Have you already seen yours, or is this only? I've already seen. She gave the. They're just. They weren't specifically listed for a person. Oh crap! I have to choose. I guess so. Oh crap! There are two stickers. One of Benedict Cumbercat with his hair and his coat and his blue blue scarf. And one of them. Is oh, and he and he's saying elementary. And the other one is Tom Kittenston kneel before Mew, and he's dressed up as Loki, complete with the horns. Little coat kitty dressed up as Loki. But that means I have to choose between them. Yes, you do. I will have to meditate on this. <laughs> I'll just place them there. Yeah. So you can think. Oh, yes. And then so Sunday, I did a, a little more shopping. One of the things I wanted to get is I, I really wanted to get something from, like, one of the small independent farms that just, you know, has their own fleece spun. So I got this Laceweight Cormo Cross from Fox Hill Farm. It's in sort of a, a light gray natural yeah. color. God, that is... That feels weightless. I know. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It's so squishy, too. My God. And I've got seven, 570 yards, so I can make a decent sort of shawl yeah. scarf out of it. I was looking at the... I actually had Ravelry up on my phone and was looking in my queue for things my that God. had the right yardage. The the wireless coming out of that place must have been... <laughs> must have been nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so, it's so handy now, being able to, like, be there... And check Ravelry oh, yeah. and be able to be like, okay, what can I get? Or, you know, what can I make with what I get? You know, or that, you know, just half the time we were, e my housemates and I were emailing back and forth to let each other know where we were. Yep. Or, also beneficial, early that day, I emailed mom because she had mentioned something a little while ago about wanting something made for her. And so I emailed her and said, so if I was going to make you a thing... <laughs> what color would you like that thing to be? And would you like that thing to be sort of the same weight yarn or the same weight as the other things that I have made for you? Or would you like it in sort of lighter or heavier? And generally, what kind of thing were you looking for? Um, so she emailed me back and she said she was looking for something. She she wanted like something that's sort of like a rust or paprika okay. sort of color. And at that moment, Margaret was looking at the spindles at the Carolina Homespun booth. And I have, I looked over. And Carolina Homespun has their own... Their own yarn brand? Yeah, their own brand of yarn. And this is Cormo Fingering. Their Morgane Cormo Fingering. Wow, that twist. Yep, and this is in the Sienna colorway, which is... Paprika colored. Rusty paprika colored. So I just happened to see it and I'm like, yoink, there we go. And the other nice thing is it's like 580 yards of it. That's a, that's a good distance. Which a, I was like, awesome. Length. That is a good amount of yardage for me to do something with. It's in the color she wants, and I didn't have to go running all over the place trying to find it. Yay! It found you. Yes. Yeah, the only the only sad thing, of course, on Sunday is that it's, it's you know, you're wandering around and you, you know that it's almost it's over. over. Like, I don't want to go. I want to stay here with all my friends. And by friends, you also mean the yarn. Yes. Yes. Yes, that too. Oh, yes, we got to walk through, and the, the animals, too. Uh, we got, I, we, we walked too. through the the breed display booth yep. and the, the camelids and other booths. Did you see the ones that barn. had uh, little blanket coats on them because they'd gotten sheared? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a lot of pictures at the breed display booth because, oh, my God, they're so cute. Look at the little fluffy sheepies. They're not little. <laughs> well, not little. but No. They're not little. Yeah, the big fluffy sheepies. For anybody who's thinking about taking up shepherding, sheep are not little. Yeah. So yeah, I had a wonderful time. I had so much fun with my housemates. Marsha, Lexi, Teresa, Melissa, Margaret, 
You guys are awesome. Same time next year. <laughs> okay, so, so in all of that, what have you been knitting? Well, I should mention that in all of this, I did not finish the Rhinebeck sweater. I had seven hours to work on it on the train. I worked on it the entire way. I worked on it, like, Friday night. I worked on it Saturday night. And Saturday night, I was completely, like, by the time we got back, I was completely exhausted. And I was still working on it, still working on it, still working on it. I finished the bottom uh-huh. ribbing. I had finished the sleeves by the time I got on the train um, and was just working on the body. I finished the ribbing at the bottom, and it was Saturday night, and I still had to do seven inches of ribbing for the edging yeah. that goes up one side, around the back of the neck, and down the other side. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not getting this finished. I'm not getting this finished to wear on Sunday. Put it away. I will finish you at some other time and wear you next year. And there is no shame in that. So instead, Sunday on the way to the fair and the way away from the fair, because I went to stay, I stayed with uh, Marsha in New York City for two nights, well, Brooklyn. Instead, I worked on the There and Back Again story scarf. <laughs> Of Doom. Yep, of Doom. By Frivolite Handcrafts. And I must admit, like, between staying with her, I got, like, a, cu- a couple rows done um, at her place. And then that and the nine-hour train ride back from New York City, as well as the next couple days of knitting, I managed to get an entire chart done in less than a week, mainly because of that nine hours on the train. I got, like, half the chart done in nine hours on the train. Obviously, I need to take longer train trips. Yep. More regularly. There have been times I have been tempted to just put a bunch of money on my Presto card and hop on the go bus and the go train <laughs> and just go and get off and come back and just take it as long as it, as far as it'll go and just transfer some to, to some other train at New Union Station in Toronto. And it's looking more and more appealing now as I know how much I can actually get done on the train. <laughs> but yeah, I am on row like 500 and something. Yeah, since then I've gotten up to, I am on row 513. So I'm knitting the barrels Ooh, on their way to Lake Town. That's what those are. I was wondering. They're the barrels in the water. Yep. Now I understand. Eat. Okay. Oh, and I should also mention, I basically had one full day in New York, mainly because, like a couple months ago, I found out about the Avengers Station exhibit in Times Square. Oh, okay. And I was like, that's going to be there till January. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be two hours away. Maybe I should see if it's staying in New York City. And I mentioned this on Twitter, and Marsha's like, you know, I have a futon. So yes, so I I went there. Well, first I went to uh, Strand Bookstore and Forbidden Planet Comics. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had had told myself I wasn't going to buy books. Oh, dear. I didn't go to the book area at Rhinebeck, because I'm like, no, books are heavy. And I will need to lug them back. Yeah, so um, (laughs) I bought books. I got one at Strand. You were so proud of yourself for getting out of yes. Rhinebeck without get, having to buy books <laughs> that you managed to succeed in buying books later. Well, because at Strand, they had one that's like, they had one for like 13 bucks that is actually a book that's out of print. And I'm like, well, I kind of wanted that book. And it's here. And I'm here. <laughs> You're the, like, the stars have aligned. I'm not out of money yet. And then I went to Forbidden Planet because I hadn't had time the week before to pick up the new Ms. Marvel comic, and while I was there, I passed by their section of, like, discounted graphic novels, and they had two volumes of a graphic novel I've been wanting to read for quite a while, so, mm. for, like, under ten bucks, so, yoink. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I did go to Avengers Station, and it's basically set up like you have been chosen to become a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Oh. So you go in, and you're, you go to a kiosk where you type in your name and your email address and stuff. And it gives you a little card that has a QR code on it. 
And then you go to stand, and when you go towards the entry area, there's someone standing there in like a almost like a shield agent sort of tactical outfit who reminds you, this is a classified area, there's no pho- no photography, no cell phones, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you understand? Yes. Okay, proceed in. You go into this room, which is like all glass and white. And after, when the door closes, after and after it scans you, Agent Blake appears on the screen and tells you you've been se- selected for shield training, yada, yada, yada. Doors open, you go in, and of course it's got this nice big shield agent on the shield logo on the wall. And you go into induction, which is basically where you just see this little video thing, give the little video presentation of like, these are the Avengers, this is what Shield is doing. And of course, and the people that work there are all sort of, you know, as though they're Shield agents. And then from there, the first th- room you go into is a room about Shield. And the whole exhibit has props and costumes from the movies. <laughs> so you go in and the first person, first mannequin on your right is Maria Hill's costume. And right next to her, Coulson! <laughs> I managed not to slam myself up against the glass. <laughs> I might have made a beeline straight towards it, though, and be like, Oh, Coulson's suit! Not to take anything away from this, this is just a side uh, a side note here, I don't know if anybody believes in mumbo-jumbo that goes on on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. You want to know what I dreamt last night? You emailed me and told me, but how about you tell the people? Okay, fine. I dreamt I got to meet my hero, <laughs> Ming-Na Wen, who plays Agent May. And I was doing my best in my dream not to fangirl out and embarrass myself. But she was very nice and let me hug her arm. <laughs> and I'm probably sure I looked like a koala that was just clinging for dear life onto a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, continue. So yeah, so... Basically, they have a number of different sections in it for each of the Avengers. And then, so from the S.H.I.E.L.D. one, which, you know, you go in with a little group, and my group's just sort of milling around, looking at all the things, and I'm like, Coulson! Okay, I should look at some of the other stuff. Coulson! I keep going back. They even have, like, the little Captain America cards tucked into his pocket, which is totally not right, because those were in his locker. But yes, like, the tie, and the suit, and the shoes, and I'm just like, oh my god, let me touch it. (laughs) Grabbing hands. You had a very special sort of, like, indoctrination, didn't you? Mm -hmm. But yeah, from there you go into the Captain America area where they have all sorts of things so you can trust your strength and your reflexes and stuff against Captain America. And at each each station, what you do is you scan your little QR code. And it says, hello, Agent Shepard. And it's... You know, so it records how you do, and then you can actually go to the website afterwards and, like, see all that stuff. And there's, oh yeah, and before you go into the official thing, you stand in front of a green screen, and he's like, the guy there says, okay, make your best fighting stance, or your best, like, superhero Superhero stance. And I think you can go on the website and see your picture. I'll have to see you later. Cool. Um, I did my best fighting stance, looking like I'm about to kick ass, like Melinda May, or Black Widow. Um, And so then... You know, you do the whole thing against, you know, with Steve Rogers. And actually, and in the Steve Rogers section, they have a set of all the cards. <laughs> the collector cards. They also have the shield. And I was like, oh my god. Little Phil, Go- the Phil Coulson fanboy inside of me is just shrieking right now. <laughs> Did you take a pic? Oh, you couldn't take a picture. Can't, we can't, we couldn't take pictures. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh my god. I was so sad we couldn't take pictures. Because otherwise, I would have been like, bobblehead Phil in front of the shield. Bobblehead Phil in front of... Me, plastered against the window. Yep. That's okay. Bobblehead Phil knows you were there. Yeah, so you go in there, and there was another section for... There's a section for Thor, which has all sorts of interactive stuff you can touch about, like, 
galaxies and, you know, the Rainbow Bridge and all this other stuff. And they have a section with costumes and stuff about the villains, including Loki, including the staff. And I'm pretty sure on the staff, you can still see some blood on the end. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure that wasn't in your imagination? I, I'm, I'm fairly sure it wasn't. I was looking very closely. Like, Loki, you bastard. Okay, in that case, I will take the Tom Kittenston, <laughs> Kittenston sticker. sticker, which is very hard for me to decide, because considering the uh, L interview that Cumberbatch had this week, <laughs> and pertaining to, you know, how Sherlock would have sex and talking about things like girth. Yes. And, you Dear know, God. and panties just busting into flames and, you know, running off into orbit. <laughs> But that is this is a sacrifice I will make for for your benefit. <laughs> Thank you, You're Maggie. Welcome. Don't say I never loved you. <laughs> but yeah, and the other one, another one of the really cool areas was the one for Iron Man because there's one part, there's one part, section where you could try and control a, a heads-up display and you control it with your eyes, so it would actually like find your where your eyes were looking and you would track a little thing so it could see, judge your eye movements, and then you had to like control, go into these different areas of the heads-up display by looking at the button for it. Got it. And then blinking a couple times to get it to open up. And so there was one where, like, you were, it was like you were flying along and you had to, like, spot these targets, blink to open them up, and it would focus on them and see, like, what they were. That's cool. So you got to interact. Did you interact with Jarvis? No, sadly. Sadly, they didn't have Jarvis's voice programmed in because, oh, my God, that would have been awesome. Um, and the other bit, another cool bit they had is you stood in front of this screen. I'm pretty sure I could do naughty things on a spot. <laughs> and they had a, a camera pointed at you. So on the screen, they superimposed the Iron Man suit <laughs> on you. And then when you moved, it would move. So like the person there is like, okay, so do a little dance. So I'm just like, you know, doing a little dance. And then you had something where you had to try, fi- try and fire the repulsors yep. at, you know, targets and, a thing where you controlled, you flew on the screen in Tony's workshop. Nice. By putting your hands with your palms facing down and like leaning forward would make it move forward on the screen. Leaning backward would make it would move backward. It was pretty cool. It, it's a really cool exhibit. If you're going to be in the New York area before about, I think it's January 5th is going to be the end of it in New York. Definitely go to it. That, um, that is definitely a a fun time with the kitties and with the kid at heart. Yeah. And I think they said it's going to be moving to other cities. Cool. I know on the Level 7 Access podcast, one of the hosts, she actually went to it. Paige, who is also a giant Coulson fan. So uh-huh. she was doing the same thing with the Coulson suit. Plump. Plump. Right up against, against the glass. But one of the co-hosts emailed the company that's running it to be like, so it says other cities. What would those cities be? And they're like, we can't really announce that yet. But it's it sounds like it's going to travel to other cities. So chances are like Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. L.A., probably, and a couple other places will probably get it too. So keep an eye out for it because it's cool. The only bad thing? Well, possibly good, possibly bad. I was there on a Monday and the gift shop was closed. As in, they had pulled everything out of it. Like, you still had to walk through the gift shop to get out. There was just nothing in the gift shop. Which might have been a good thing or a bad thing. 
kind of bad thing because I was like, oh, I kind of want like something with it on it, but I kind of just wanted something like a like a tumbler or travel a maggot, mug magnet. I was or... thinking like a travel mug with the shield logo on it, yeah, or something like that. Which Marcia said when she was there, they actually you know there was stuff in the gift shop, and she said they didn't have it. So you know, kind of bad because it's like you know I I, I kind of wanted to get a thing, but probably good because I'd already spent enough money at Rhinebeck. <laughs> Yes, probably the merchandising gods were thinking of you. Yeah, so probably it's like, we are saving you from yourself. You never know. One of those other cities might be Toronto. Maybe. Maybe. Dude, if it's coming to Toronto, I'm going again. I'm going to go with we you. We are going. Yeah. Splat up against the glass. Karen, there's more to the... Karen, there's more to the... Exi- Karen! Squeak! As my sweaty palms go down the glass as you drag me away. But oh yes, and before I should, I should also mention, we went to... Uh, one last thing. The last night I was there, Marsha and I went to the Way Station, which is a bar in Brooklyn, which a lot of nerds will know about, because it's a nerd bar. Like, every Sunday night they have nerdy <laughs> like karaoke, but they have lots of nerd songs in there. But the main thing people know about it is, the bathroom is a TARDIS. <laughs> so, like, you actually open the TARDIS door to go in the bathroom, and in the bathroom there's all kinds of cool murals. I've been showing Maggie the pictures right now. Oh, neat! With, like, Doctor Who stuff on it. But, yeah. So, it, it was kind of kind of interesting when I, I went to go to the bathroom just before we left. And I I, I, I grabbed the handle. I'm like, I am opening the TARDIS door. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Like, oh, my God, I'm going inside the TARDIS. There is a little part of my brain that expects to see the TARDIS inside and not a bathroom. But, yes, they also have um, drinks that are all themed around nerdy things, including a special section of Sonic Screwdrivers. Nice. I had the tenth doctor, which was basically orange juice, absolute citron, and blue curacao. Which, dude, those things are dangerous. I take a sip of it and I'm like, hmm, this tastes like orange juice. This could be a bad thing if I had more than one. I could have this for breakfast. I could have a bunch of these and not even realize how much I was drinking. Yum yum yum, vitamin C. But yeah, so if you're in Brooklyn, definitely go to the way station too, if only for the photo ops. I need to bug Marsha. Marsha, I want those photos of me coming out of the TARDIS. That's Unfortunately, sad. the ones the ones where she managed to take the flash, we were trying to do it in between, trying to get photos in between sets or in between songs from the band that was playing. So unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of time to do it. And the only ones that I don't have a dopey look on my face is the one without the flash. So I might have to do a little photoshopping to like brighten it up a bit. But yes, so that was my yarn and nerd weekend for Rhinebeck. <laughs> As for currently what we're working on, uh-huh. I'm working on the Scarf of Doom, as I mentioned. It is the only project I'm working on from now until the end of time. No, not till the end of time. Just December 17th. Because, oh dear God. And considering the amount, the amount of schoolwork I've had in the last week, oh dear God. I haven't had a lot of time to work on it. What are you working on? Well, currently, as you, as you see in my lap, this is my Christmas gift to my sister-in-law. If you remember way back when, you know, we didn't have snow, my family came to visit and I shanghaied them and took them to the fiber garden. Yes. And I had my brother and sister-in-law pick out uh, fiber. Mm -hmm. And she picked out yellow. So I got around to spinning it and admittedly my spinning has become more even since this. So I'm as I'm knitting with it, I'm like, dang, what was I thinking? You gotta start somewhere. And I'm doing a ribbing right now. This is a slouch hat. This is the sock head hat by Kelly McClure. It is a sock head hat. My sister-in-law asked for a slouch. And that's basically what she wanted. Mm -hmm. So, not knowing whether or not she would like uh, lace work or cable work or anything, I just thought, okay, when in doubt, go with simple. Yep. So that's what I'm doing. And it's also 
really easy because it's it can be TV knitting for yep. a little while. But anyways, I'm on the ribbing part of that. I have already finished for my brother. I made him a slouch. Ooh. And this was done in the blue stuff that he picked out. Only his was done... I plied it together instead of a single. Mm -hmm. And that's at least a little bit more consistent. Yeah. And it is squishy and should keep him warm. I was getting to a situation where I was afraid I would not have enough yarn. It turns out that I would have, but just barely by the skin of my teeth. But anyways, yeah. I pulled out some natural stuffs, some natural looking yarn that I had been practicing on before and just put in a couple of stripes to help make the blue extend longer. Yeah. kind of looks like a bullseye on the top of his head, which yep. I'm sure he'll appreciate from birds. Yep. <laughs> but it is a slouch, and he has mentioned before that he appreciates the socks that I've knit him and things like that, so he is knit-worthy. Mm -hmm. That I can at least say. This is spinning practice. This is what Ooh. I did yesterday while I was practicing, while I was waiting for trick-or-treaters, because what I like to do is set up my spinning wheel in front of the, well, inside, but in front of the doorway. Yeah. So that when we get uh, trick-or-treaters, they get to see something out of a storybook. Yeah, this is the spinning I was doing the other day. So This relaxed. is just some Shetland that I got from Fiber Garden in that sampler thing that I mm -hmm. was doing. I've also been working on my Grimm scarf. Ooh. I don't know, how long would you say that is now? That's at least like four, three and a half, three four and feet. Half? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um, I normally say that scarves need to be as tall as I am at least before I, they're done, because I know I'm five foot and maybe one mm -hmm. inch. Yeah, I'm a shorty. Get over it. So I still got a little ways to go, but this is just a plain basket weave, so it's just something I made up and just, just went along with it. And the yarn for this is Joe Sharp that I got as a restash from Michelle. You'll notice there's something in here that I'm not doing. Yes. Yeah. There is a certain hobbit scarf that isn't with me right now. Yes. Because I have evaluated myself with the Zen gods of knitting and decided I am not going to finish that in time. Yeah. You came to the same realization with your Rhinebeck sweater. Yeah, at the very last minute. You did. Much. You did at the very last minute, and I'm not waiting till the last minute because uh, Christmas is coming. Yeah. So, as it is right now with... Yeah, Christmas is seven weeks away. Yeah. P.S. Public service announcement for anybody who hasn't become aware of that, by the way. So, I finished my brother's. I'm working on my sister-in-law's. I've got to finish my mom's mittens. Finish that scarf. And that's only if I don't pick up anything else for anybody. Yeah. So, I'm not going to kill myself. I will still finish the Hobbit Along scarf, because I still think it's a beautiful scarf. Mm -hmm. But I really dislike picking it up because I have to. Yeah. I will finish it, and I greatly admire yours. Yours is absolutely stunning. <laughs> but I will finish it when I'm damn well good and ready to finish it. Yeah. Because every time I thought I had knitting time on this vacation... Yeah. ...turned out not to be knitting time. Yeah. At all. Flights? No. Layovers? Four minutes. Good lord. Yeah. I hoofed it... I hoofed it for 60, that's 6-0, six 60 gates on one of my layovers. <sighs> Lovely. I was sweating. Yeah. When I made, and I'm like, please, 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 please be there when I get there, please. And I get there and I'm like, are you still boarding? Yes, you have two minutes. Oh, thank God. Thud. So, I am, I'm going with the whole zen thing. I'm going to enjoy my knitting. I'm going to enjoy my November and my December, 
And should the opportunity present itself, I will re-pick up the scarf again with new zeal and new focus. I'm just not going to push what isn't coming easily. Because yeah. the last time I did that, I had to start the bugger three times. Yeah. Let's all um with the uni knitting universe <laughs> and move along. Nothing yes. to see here. <laughs> yes, and speaking of the spinning we were doing, we should probably mention... So we mentioned before, we are doing the Royal Winter Fair Sheep to Shawl contest yes, on we are. Sunday, November 16th. Please come by and say hello. And if you do come by, you'll be looking... I'm sure if you if, if we didn't even mention it and you came by, I'm sure you would know what team we were. Yeah. Just from looking at the team names. Yep. Because our team name... Is Agents of Sheep. <laughs> we're going to have t-shirts. Yes, we are. I ordered them on Friday. <laughs> Yes, so we are the Agents of Sheep. We all have agent names. Yes, there's Agent Carter. Agent Twist. Agent Warp. Agent Wilson. Yes. <laughs> agent Mayrino. Yes, that's you. And Agent Shepherd. Yes, which is me. Yeah, and our, and, and two, I guess we can say it because it's, you know, really close and it's not like anybody, no one else can steal our idea. <laughs> but our, our inspiration for our show is... Out of the darkness and, and into, into the, the light. light. And we'll sh we'll take pictures of the shawl when it's done. Yeah. So you can see how we interpreted that. But yes, we've got a logo on the front designed by you that's like, that's basically the shield logo, but with a sheep. Yep. We've got uh, dossier files of everybody. Yes. Oh my which God. Which everybody had a ball at, at night. Filling out, yes. Filling them out. Yep. And as mentioned, we are going to have uh, t-shirts. Yep. And uh, Bobblehead Phil will be there. Yeah, Bobblehead Phil will be there. We will have a, a guild display, or well, a, a team display. Team display, yes. Uh, Bobble Phil will probably be closer to like my wheel or on top of the loom or something, just because he, he is the sort of thing that someone could swipe. And walk up with, and we don't do that. Yes, and if you swipe my Bobblehead Coulson, I will fucking hunt you down. <laughs> yes. And murderize you. I don't want to be on the continent if somebody murderize takes... you in the face. I will. I don't want to be anywhere on the continent if somebody takes Bobblehead Phil and you realize. <laughs> I I am seriously there. There is no bunker to hide from that. <laughs> but yeah, so please come say hi. Well, come say hi with our one person who's going to be talking to people. The rest of us, we might just only be able to wave. Or come say hi, like. After just when the competition is finished, yeah, because then we'll be able to talk to you. Before that, we are going to be spinning like crazy. Yeah, we might have headphones in. We might only be focusing, and the most that we may do is look up and wave, and then go back to spinning, because we are on a time limit. Yes, we have four hours to go from a fleece to a finished shawl, and with all this planning and stuff, we kind of have to live up to yeah. <laughs> to the team. I, I don't know about like you, but I'm getting a little scared. Getting? I already am. I have been a little worried over the last few weeks. It's like, oh dear God, we actually have to do it now. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, uh, okay, I got this whole walking thing down. I think I'm ready for a Boston Marathon. Yeah. Especially because, like, I have been doing a lot of practice, uh, doing a fair bit of practice spinning, though it never doesn't feel like enough. And, like, I keep checking my, my wraps per inch on the, the spinner's control card. And it's still lighter than what we need to do for the the shawl. So we'll, we'll um, work it out. We'll work it out. Hopefully, somebody will be will be do spinning something that's a slightly chunkier, and I we could just ply my stuff with theirs. But yes, yeah, so shall we get into Geek Squee? Yes, let's do. I don't think 
Oh, they, just one final thing. What did what was Elfling dressed up as for Halloween? Elfling, he wanted to be Star Lord for Halloween, mm-hmm. but they were sold out. Yeah. So instead, he was a medical zombie. He was a doctor zombie. <laughs> I took him to my office, and we ran around a little bit. And said, "Aiden, do your zombie impression." He would put his hands out and go brains and stuff like that. <laughs> So he got in it. He loves playing Plants vs. Zombies, which is, yeah, you know, the kind of zombie I let him interact with. However, other people have let him watch zombie movies. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that it's not explained to him, but I'm like, buddy, I'm thinking, I don't want to kill your belief, but that's a cartoon. Yes. Scooby-Doo Zombie Island is a cartoon. <laughs> not real. You don't have to be. He was legitimately worried about a zombie invasion legitimately worried, like asking oh all kinds of questions about how we would defend the house and what we, where we would get food from. And yeah. And eventually I had to pull a couple of mommy cards, which event, which would make him believe that, okay, the grownups have this thing handled. They must know how to deal with this. Yeah. I can go to sleep. I'll say anything if it means you'll go back upstairs and go to sleep. Okay. You will go the fuck to sleep. Look, Santa Claus is watching and if zombies break out, guess what? He has a team to handle this shit. <laughs> okay? Jack Skellington recruits the zombies, takes them back to Halloween Town. He gets them through rehabilitation so that they don't want brains. They only want to scare you and have fun. And don't worry, we got it all handled. <laughs> I will say anything if it means you go back to bed. Did you dress up for work? No, I didn't dress up for work. The last few times that I dressed up for work, you know, so many people took the day off. Yeah. Is There was like two of us in my department. I'm like, yeah, okay. There's no reason for me to dress up. I did, on the other hand, play a Halloween mix on my <laughs> office uh, computer. I did not close the door this time. Because normally if I'm playing music, I close my office door. Nobody else has to listen to what I listen to. Yeah. Especially since I listen to Christmas carols in April. Yeah. But uh, this time, no, I'm playing Monster Mash, and it's coming out of my office into the hallway, and everybody that walks by is, you know, doing the bebop, and I'm like, yeah, that's what Halloween should be about. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, when I get trick-or-treaters at my door, and they're over the age of 13, I make them sing I'm a Little Teapot or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and then they get the treat. And it's not because they shouldn't be trick-or-treating, it's because, you know, the whole idea of Halloween is to have fun. Yes. Tricks and japes and things like that. Would you believe I got a teenager and his only costume was a rubber mask he put on? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I need you to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And he looks at me and he goes, no. I'm like, then you're only getting half his amount of candy then. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, what kind of example are you setting to everybody that's behind you who's eight years old and younger? Yeah, this Halloween thing is no fun. Whereas, I had a young gentleman. I'm saying he was a gentleman. I mean, he was sporting a beard, mm-hmm. dressed as a king, and I gave him the option of reciting, of doing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, or reciting Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And he broke into Shakespeare, and I'm like, for that, you get extra. Here, have extra. Here, take my son, too. That was great. <laughs> and also, there were two Victorian ladies with parasols and corsets. They did I'm a Little Teapot in Harmony. And they bebopped up and down like this, <laughs> you know, one up, one down, and doing all the movements. And I'm like, you guys are awesome. Here, have have this, have extra, because there are some teenagers out there that are just no fun. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever come to my house trick-or-treating, 
I will make you do I'm a Little Teapot or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star if you are over the age of 13. And it's for fun! Because that's what <laughs> Halloween should be. Yeah, I had to work last night, so I didn't get to see the kids in the neighborhood in their costumes. But I dressed up for work, even though I knew it was probably going to be a really slow night. So, of course, I dressed up as Agent Phyllis, Phyllis. Colson. I even had little Captain America cards hoping that maybe a parent would stop by with a kid after they had been trick-or-treating or something, and maybe just in case we had a Captain America come in so I could ask him to sign my card. But sadly, no. The the place was a ghost town last night. Yeah, well, understandable. Okay. Yes, so, moving into Geek Squee. Let's make with the Geek Squee. How long has it been? Uh, quite a while. Yeah. I knew it was going to be really long, because, I mean, we have Ryan Beck and everything to talk about, and that was going to take a while. Yeah. Yes. So, speaking of marvel things... Oh my god, all the this Marvel week, shit. This week, all the Marvel things. All the Marvel things. I think it was the day or the day after that they released their plan for Phase 3 that we looked at each other and were like, we gotta record. Yeah. Because if we don't do this soon... Yeah, I mean, A, we needed to record anyway, because, like, dear god... It had been a while. It had been a while, yeah. just because, like, boom, here's like 90 million things you need to do before Rhinebeck, and boom, here's like 90 million things you have to do now that you're back from Rhinebeck. Yeah. It's not letting up for a while. But yeah, so I think the first thing that kind of happened... Well, first thing that happened, I think, was that... They announced they were going to show the Age of Ultron trailer during this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And then within a day and a half, it had leaked online. <laughs> and the Twitter for Marvel just said, damn it, Hydra. <laughs> Which I like that they were just rolling with it. That's good marketing that they just take it yeah, and run well, with it. Yeah, so then they, they released it officially. And instead, and they just rolled with it. And so like the that week on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they showed... Teaser footage from Age of Ultron. Which was awesome! Oh my god! They were all hanging out drinking beers! Everybody hanging out drinking beer trying to lift the hammer! They were all being bros! That was great! Like, oh my god, yes, this is what I want to see! And you get to see... I want to see them being bros! You get to see Thor in civilian wear. That was hilarious! It's like, oh my god, that's Chris! That's Chris hanging out with the event! No, wait, that's Thor! And it looks like he's everyone putting hands! Steve Rogers, a little Captain America action figure! I'm like, oh my god, this is all the fanfic I wanted to see on screen. Yes, it is. It is so is. Not going to go too much into it in case anybody hasn't seen it, but yes. it's definitely worth it. And the following, the extra footage with Ultron in it. Yeah. And the song, Got No Strings. Sweet Jesus. I was going to, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, as soon as I realized what song it was, I was like, for fuck's sake, Marvel, you you paired with Disney just so you could pull this shit, didn't Probably. you? Probably. <laughs> Creepy. Very creepy. Well, you've got this one little child voice singing the song really slowly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is going to sound really creepy. Well, it's it's very much like the Maleficent movie. Yeah. When that came when that came out with the, the song that was sung Once Upon a Dream. And yeah. in the original movie, it was very lighthearted and very bouncy and very yeah. waltzy. And now it's very... Uh, Creepy. Very creepy. But yes. And then I think it was, the, I think the thing after that we got was the rumor that Marvel is entering contract negotiations yep. with a certain actor to play Doctor Strange. Now, we all know that the casting of Doctor Strange has been a circus unto itself. Yeah, Tumblr has come up with a lot of suggested casting, including a lot of people who are, hey, uh, not white, let's say. Because that covers pretty much everybody they suggested. And they suggested some really cool people, like Odin Fair. Like, oh my god, that he would look so awesome. He would look so good as Doctor Strange. Um, instead, we're getting, possibly, 
because they're in negotiations. It's negotiations. Possibly. Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. And it's kind of like, okay, I love me Cumberbatch. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm like, how how many different fandoms is he going to be in? Yeah, how many franchises is he going to be in? I mean, I love me some Cumberbatch, but I really would have liked to have seen a new face, an unknown. Yeah, or someone who's just not, who who hasn't been, gotten to play the leading man right. roles before. I mean, that's what, that's how Tom Hiddleston got his big break, was been playing Loki. Mm-hmm. And, and Hemsworth. And Hemsworth. And Evans. Yeah. And, because like, all those guys, pretty much their break was being in... That movie. They I mean they've been in other stuff, but nothing that went went berserk, as crazy as this. Right. Now there has been there has been a lot of reaction to the speculation, both for and against. Yeah, I actually pulled up two articles. One is an article from the Guardian that was saying, like, take a quick gander at the web, and you won't be surprised to discover that Twitter loves the idea of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. And then I got one from the Independent, which says. Cumberbacklash. Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange riles Marvel fans, including a number of people. When I saw the announcement, probably most of the people, most of the reaction I saw on my Twitter feed was people being like, either, really? Or people who were pissed. It's I gotta, like, mm. I gotta admit, I didn't see that, but I wasn't on Tumblr a lot. I was on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, I was on Twitter for this. I haven't checked uh, a lot. Not Twitter, sorry. Tumblr. And even Tumblr, I haven't seen a lot of people that are like super like, yes, oh my god. And I think I saw someone, I can't remember where it was, but talking about like why people are not entirely enthused about it. I think it was Hello Taylor. Who was discussing it. Okay. Um, either on her blog, Hello Taylor, or I think she also writes for, like, The Daily Dot and stuff. So it might have been over there. Um, but basically talking about why she thought people were maybe not that excited about it. And it was mainly partly because, like, it's partly exhaustion. Yeah, he's in <laughs> Cause everything. Because he was in Star Trek. He was in The Hobbit. Yeah. He's in Sherlock. Yeah. He's... And he's done, like, a bunch of other smaller movies, but he's also in, like, you know, Sherlock has a major, like, geek audience. Yep. There's a lot of crossover with that audience and The Hobbit. Yeah. And that audience and Star Trek and that audience and Marvel. So there's a lot, a lot of people are see all the same, all these same movies. And are, you know, maybe just getting a little too overexposed. Yeah. That to the might, Cumberbatch. Might be the case. I mean, I hate to say, be the one to say it. That might be the case. Now, do I think Benedict can pull it off? Oh, yeah. Yes, he can. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, he's pulled off the story of Doctor Strange. This is not spoiler, by the way, because none of us know what the uh, the actual script of the movie is. But mm-hmm. the classic story of Doctor Strange is that he starts out as a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. He's very egotistical. Oh, geez, where have we seen him play that before? <laughs> and he spends all of his time focused on his career. Again, where have we seen that before? Uh, until he has an accident and he can't use his hands he can't perform surgery anymore because his hands shake. Being too proud to take a teaching position, he decides he's going to search the world over for the cure to make his hands stop shaking. And he mm-hmm. tries all of these weird esoteric things until eventually he's used up all of his funds and his money and is homeless. And it's only after a crucial moment where he meets particular people and does particular things that he is started to be taught. Like, he wasn't born with this, like, and mm-hmm. he wasn't gifted it. You know, he didn't just fall into it. He has to be taught the mystic arts. Yeah. And do I think he can pull off... I mean, come on. When we're talking about a, a campy kind of 
superhero outfit, it's pretty hard to top Loki. Yeah. is it, You know, the regalia wear, it's pretty hard to top that. Doctor Strange with the cape and the big medallion and stuff, that may be the closest thing to it. <laughs> so do I, do I think Benedict could pull it off with angst and with egocentricity and with mysterious, pensive, and, you know, self-battles? Yeah, I think he could do it. Yeah. And dear God, having Strange and Loki in the same movie might actually make the internet shut down. But are we all just a little bit Benedict burnt out? Yeah. I mean, part of it, too, is like this was a few days, like a couple days before Marvel had a big announcement event. And at that time, too, like a lot of what a lot of people were saying was like they have had a lot of white dudes starring in movies. And this is after, you know, people had been rumbling for quite a while again for a Black Widow movie. movie. Or other movies that, you know, had someone, a person of color at the helm. Now, a couple day, a day or two after they announced, after this rumor came out, basically, it hasn't been completely confirmed yet because, again, they're undergoing, if they're undergoing contract negotiations, they're not going to say anything until everything's locked down. Right. But, a couple days ago, Marvel Entertainment had an event where they presented their details for Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, in Phase 2, we have left, we have uh, Avengers Age of Ultron next May. Right. And then next summer, I think we're still supposed to get Ant-Man, though last I heard they were, there was problems with, like, you know, finding a director or something. And I've heard certain things about the story where it's like, uh, <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> so, yes. So... They made major announcement for the next series of movies up until 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So we, all, we all know when we're going to be taking off time from work. Yes. Book the days now. So in 2016, we're getting Captain America 3 and Doctor Strange. Now, originally when they announced Captain America 3, they said it was Captain America 3 Serpent Society. But after they had displayed all of the movies... Kevin Feige said, you know, I think I want to take one of these back. Let's change the Captain America one and change to Captain America Civil War. Which is a major storyline in the Marvel comics. Uh-huh. Which I know the end of that storyline. And, every- and I am already not fucking prepared. And everybody needs to send Miss Karen some booze. I am already not going to be okay. Especially because of other rumors I had heard months ago. Um, but yeah, I, I am not going to be okay. So that's in May 6th, 2016, and then Doctor Strange is supposed to be November 4th, 2016. 2017 is going to be bonkers, because we get, in May 2017, we get Guardians of the Galaxy 2. July, we get Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. which is confirmed to have Loki in it. Yes, it is. And November 2017, we get a Black Panther movie. Which I am so excited about. Yes. I am. He was one of my favorites. Uh, in the Avengers cartoon, because he hands it back to Tony Stark, the snark he's just able to keep up with, mm-hmm. because his tech is farther advanced than Tony's. Yeah, and they confirmed at the uh, at the event they even announced it had him come out. Uh, Chadwick Boseman will be playing Black Panther, and they had concept art for that. What I like is that he's not the most well known black actor out there. Mm-hmm. He's, like, this is gonna be a breakthrough role for him. Yes, they got someone who wasn't super popular. Like, they maybe should do with other movies. But yes, then, in 2018, we get a whole ton of movies, too. 
in May, we get Avengers Infinity War Part 1. One. Because, you know, that's the fashion now, is everything yes. that's critical to see for an for the ending of an arc, yeah. you have to break up the ending. Yes. And July, we get Captain Marvel! And they confirmed, because yep. everyone's like, Oh, that's good. And then Kevin Feige was like, oh, and we'd like to confirm so that there's no question. When we say Captain Marvel, we mean Carol Danvers. And the place exploded. So finally, we get a person of color and we get a woman who are leading their own superhero movies. It's taken them fucking long enough. They could have thrown a couple more in there. But but at least they're listening. Yes. And then November 2018, we get... Inhumans, which has got a lot of people interested because it's something that they've been doing in the, the comic books, uh-huh. which is almost kind of, it seems it's kind of, it's like a, a couple of sp- people have noted it, it's kind of, kind of a way to deal with people who have special powers, possibly because of genetic reasons or possibly because of other reasons, uh, without having to mention the X-Men, <laughs> which they don't have the rights to right. at the moment. Um, but which also have people really interested because there's certain speculation that a certain person on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of the Inhumans. That also seems to be the plot of the Ms. Marvel comics at the moment. Mm-hmm. So people are wondering, are we going to get Kamala Khan on the big screen? Which I would freak out with. I want to see it so bad. I saw someone said, someone on Tumblr said what they would love to see at the end of the Captain Marvel movie. The post credit sequence yeah. is to see, instead of getting like the next villain or whatever, see someone putting a Captain Marvel poster on their wall, pulls back, and it's a young Pakistani-American teenager yes. putting the poster on her wall. I'd be yes. like, oh my god, that would be so amazing. I want them all so much. Um, and then in May 2019, we get Avengers Infinity War Part 2. two. Okay. So, yeah. Good lord. And of course, Infinity War, they actually, uh, actually, they released the teaser for it, or some people, or either that are, you know, released somebody, they showed a teasery thing for it. And it's, that looks like it's going to do with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Plotline. Yes. Which is something they've been building up to. to for a while. <laughs> Since the very beginning. I think it, I, I was still on vacation and going and scrolling through I can't remember which new social media news feeds, and there was something about, and it is announced that the gem in Loki Scepter is one yeah. of the Infinity Stones, and I'm yelling. They at show the, it in the in the. I'm yelling teaser. at the screen. We all know that. Yeah, in the teaser for it, they show all of the ones that we've seen so far, and they play like there's little voiceover clippies from the the movies they've been in. So there's the Tesseract. There's Loki set the one in Loki Scepter. There's the red stuff from Thor 2, and there's the one from Guardians of the Galaxy. So, ee. So yes, we have Marvel movies for the next five years. and a couple years, there's going to be three a year. Goodness. No wonder for uh, Halloween yesterday on Twitter, there was this hashtag going around, uh, scariest five-word tweets. Uh-huh. And one of them was like, Marvel announces ending film production, or something like that, basically. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that would, that would count because, oh my God. I mean, I know I've seen some people, I've seen some film, film, 
sources complaining about like, oh, the only movies that get made anymore are these superhero movies or something. Especially because a lot of studios are, you know, focusing on blockbusters. And it's like, well, that's partly the problem of the studios who are focusing on the blockbusters because they're making tons of bank from these movies. So even though these movies are costing more than anything else, they're still making tons of money they could funnel into a lot of smaller movies too. It's not entirely the fault of just Marvel. No, but let's not forget. The movies but are also, doing well because yeah. they're good. Yeah. And because... and. One of the things I like about it is that, I mean, instead of getting, like, a movie and its sequel or something like that, we are getting this this whole universe. cinematic universe of all these stories that are inter interconnected and continue on and stuff like that. Especially when you add in the TV series like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's like, okay, how much fan fiction did I see at, after Avengers? Yeah. That was like... How, all the things that happen. How does, you know, how does it work after, you know, after Avengers? What is Tony Stark doing? What is Captain America doing? All these stories that are set, like, just after Men Avengers of, like, how are, how the world is coping with this thing. I did it, I've done a couple stories and I'm still sort of working on a series of, like, how are the normal people reacting to all these events from the Marvel movies and stuff. And now with the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we actually get to see that. It wasn't, if people didn't have to just go write fanfic after Captain America 2, we got to see what was happening in S.H.I.E.L.D. We got to Shield. see fanfic yes. with special effects. Yes, we got to see what was happening in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to S.H.I.E.L.D. after that point. So, I mean, it's it's kind of amazing that we get, like, this entire universe of all these movies that are exploring these different aspects of these stories. And I kind of love that. Okay, we need to move along. Yes. Okay, speaking of movies and trailers and things, this one is adorable! So there's a group of middle school girls, I believe from Boston, who have made a Ghostbusters trailer of their own. It's seriously adorable. Okay. I'll show it to you later, because you won't be able to hear it, because our thing is plugged in. But yeah, if you go to marysue.com slash girl dash Ghostbusters dash trailer, you'll be able to see their, their actual trailer. Okay, they're actually from Lynn, Massachusetts, and they're part of a local filmmaking program called Real, R-E-A-L, to Real, R-E-E-L. It's good. And they have, there's the two videos, there's one where they show um, the girls trailer, and there's one where they actually have a side-by-side -side comparison of the original trailer. Nice. And the girls trailer. And it's so, it's so cute. It is just so adorable. And like all the things they've done to try and recreate it like New York landmarks out of Lego and stuff. It's that's cool. so adorable. That's cool. That's, that's ingenuity. Yes. You really have to see it. Okay. Somebody in uh, the filmmaking business needs to keep their eye on these girls. <laughs> oh, and speaking of other fun videos, Daniel Radcliffe was on, was it uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. And he was rapping the alphabet. Jimmy uh, sorry, Fallon, no, he sorry. Was, okay, yeah, so Daniel Radcliffe was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, rapping Blackalicious's alphabet aerobics. And I, I gotta admit, I was impressed. I'm sorry. The the boy can handle the lyrics. <laughs> he's he's good. And I'm, I'm watching him going, when the hell are you breathing in all of this? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Murray Sue article, and they said he did the whole thing in one take. Live, yeah, in an American accent without missing a beat. I was, I was watching, watching him going, "Oh fuck, the London boy's gone." <laughs> there, there is like, there is slang in there. There is that's U.S. That's West. That's yeah. U.S. And again, on the MarySue.com article about it, they have the video from the Tonight Show. They also have a video of the original raps. So you can listen to the both of them. <laughs> Which, wow. It's like Daniel Radcliffe. You're so many things that and, I love. And adorable. <laughs> 
adorable is one of them. And moving from adorable to creepy, this is one, if you've been on Tumblr for a little while, you've probably heard about this. I didn't, and Karen broke me, okay? <laughs> because it comes up every Halloween. I mean, it comes up every so often as it is, but definitely every Halloween people start, the post starts doing the rounds again. It's one of those ones where it's like, everybody's, pretty much everybody reblogs it as soon as they see it. So, in 2012, in March, musician Rob Cantor uploaded a song to his SoundCloud called Shia LaBeouf. People more know that, more people would know the song as actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. And he basically, he says that he wrote it because he just thought it was funny the way that when you whisper it really intensely, Shia LaBeouf sounds really creepy. And it made him giggle. So basically the song is, it's part sort of spoken word and part sung. Uh The story of being trapped in the woods and being hunted by actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. And Tumblr basically went nuts with this at the time. And there's like, I'm looking at the knowyourmeme.com entry for it. If you look, if you go to knowyourmeme.com and search for actual cannibal, you'll be taken right to it. There's lots of like animated GIFs. There's one like an animated GIF from The Shining where someone's pasted Shia LaBeouf's head over Jack Nicholson's head as he you know, bashes the door with the axe. It's also, it, it's an incredibly catchy little song. It will be going through your head for quite a while. And then this year, on October 21st, Rob Cantor released a music video for an extended version of the song. And this is the part I got weirded out at. <laughs> called Shia LaBeouf Live. It features a men's chorus, a children's choir, string quartet, interpretive dancers, acro- and acrobats. Some of the interpretive dancers wear a giant paper mache Shia LaBeouf head. Four of them, to be exact. And I won't spoil the very ending, no. but definitely watch the very end of the video. All the way to the end. It is... <laughs> it's just hilarious the way it keeps one-upping, because, like, one minute it's, like, the guy singing, and then you see the choir behind, like, the men's choir behind him, and like, okay. And then all of a sudden there's a children's choir, and all of a sudden here come dancers. And wait a minute, there's even more to the men's choir, and here's acrobats, and what the hell? It is hilarious. It's also, the video is... The video is not gory at all. No. I mean, if anything, there's just, like, a little bit of interpretive dance with, like, red ribbons. But, you know, the video itself isn't gory. The lyrics are maybe a little gory, so you might you might not be... Might not want to play it too loudly at work or whatever. But definitely, like, if someone's walking behind you, or, you know, you could definitely listen to it with headphones on, and the kids could walk by and be like, what's that? But they wouldn't, you know, see yeah. anything that would scar them for life. So yeah, that's that's a fun little video to watch around Halloween. Thanks for all of my wonderful nightmares. <laughs> and my therapy bills. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. Thank you. Brandishing a knife from Shia LaBeouf. Thank you. <laughs> and you're not getting nightmares from Constantine? No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I did watch the first episode of Constantine. I need to catch up on the second episode. And I'm pretty happy with it. Now granted, I only know some of Constantine the, from the comics. I did watch the Keanu Reeves movie. I do not think it was the the second Highlander, the you know that movie that would that shall not be named type of thing. But I think this John Constantine series is much closer to the original concept mm-hmm. uh, that the comic books had. He is an asshole. He is British. He is a smoker. That was one of the things uh, a lot of people were really ticked off about was. He didn't seem to be smoking a lot, and that's because there was a lot of, well, we have to get plot in there as well. 
yeah. and a lot of smoking. He can't just be standing around smoking when we need to get when plot When we need moving. plot to happen. Yeah. So there are cases where he's just stubbing a cigarette out, and that kind of thing is easy to miss. But I really liked it. It's not... It is darker than your average everyday I Dream of Genie type of magic-y plot. It is somewhere along the lines of Sleepy Hollow, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I would say that bothers me entirely, but I've only seen the one episode, so yeah. I'll give it a little bit. And the one episode was a pilot, and it, you kind of can't really judge from a pilot. Right. Because they're trying to establish stuff, and they, you know, they're still finding their feet with the first few episodes. But I would definitely say, if the dark arts and Sleepy Hollow and Grimm, if that's your swing... Yeah, definitely give this a shot. Okay, so shall we move into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes, which is basically going to be very short, because, I mean, we mentioned a whole bunch of stuff with Ryan Beck anyway. Yep. (laughs) We kind of front-loaded that. So the main thing that we have been squealing over and crushing on is J.K. Rowling has released another huge chunk of writing on Pottermore. Was it 17,000 words? 1,700 1,700, sorry. 17,000 would be a lot. That would be... Anyway, sorry. That's probably, I've got a fic that's 17,000 words, and it's, like... Probably just wishful thinking on my like part. Like, tons of pages. But she re- released another chunk yeah. of history. On Pottermore. This time with a, uh, elab- a very detailed, elaborate profile of Dolores Umbridge. Everybody's favorite teacher to hate. Yes. Often sometimes cited as worse than Voldemort, really. Yes. 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 I want, when I was reading the books, I actually had to put the book down when I got to her part. Oh, yeah. I had to put the book down and leave it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it wasn't She until, made me so mad. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, I, I talked to another coworker who'd finished. I'm like, I want to go back and read the books, but right now I'm so angry. Can you just tell me, does she get what's coming to her? And she, he goes, she goes, yeah, don't worry. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I can go back and I can read the books. Yeah, I mean, and I had already, I had already read the books, obviously, when the movie came out, and just watching the movie, like when she's making Harry write, "I will not tell, tell lies. lies," and you see it carving into the back of his yep. hand. I'm like, this you... bitch is fucking evil. Yeah, yeah. The color pink is henceforth associated with evil. <laughs> pink and kittens are are now evil. But yeah, so you can. You can read it on Pottermore, uh, where they, she's also, they've also released, um, I think at least a big chunk of the Order of the Phoenix, if not all of it. Or you can go to today.com, where they have posted the whole thing. <laughs> and it's really interesting. I haven't read all of it, partly because I want to go on Pottermore and find it and everything like that and read it there. That's fine. But like, it's really interesting to see like all her thought behind like why Umbridge is the way she is and how she, what makes her tick. Sort of thing. There's also some in there about sort of post after the Battle of Hogwarts, mm-hmm. what happens to her. Oh, so she gets she does get her comeuppances. Her comeuppance, yes, yeah. For well, for Umbridge, it says family, unmarried, no children. Thank God. Yes, <laughs> hobbies. Collecting, collecting the frolicsome feline ornamental plate range, adding flounces to fabric and frills to stationary objects, inventing instruments of torture. And there's a long section with J.K. Rowling's sort of thoughts on the character and what she was thinking creating the character, which can be, which is really interesting to read. So yes, you'll probably want to check that out either on Pottermore or on today.com or really, again, like when she released that whole thing with the, the end of the Quidditch, Quidditch World, World Cup. Cup. Like, if you Google, J.K. Rowling, Dolores Umbridge, it's going to pop up as the first link. Yes. Because this has been everywhere. So yes, I think we'll let you go. Yep. 
Because this is going to be a big episode for me to edit. (laughs) (sighs) And I have, like, I have an assignment due tomorrow. I have an assignment due next Sunday. (laughs) Thankfully, my courses should be, I think my courses end, I have to have everything done and handed in by, like, end of November. So if I can just get that far. I've got a freelance due every day until Wednesday. And I test for my next belt on Saturday. Woo! I test for a red stripe for Danbo belt. So send good vibes to Miss Maggie. I am terrified. (laughs) Holy crap. Okay, anyways. All right, loves and hugs and kisses, and uh, be sure to brush your teeth, because we've... We've all had candy. Let's just face it. Yes. And hello to anybody we met at Rhinebeck. Yes, hello. We love you. I'm sorry if I was a dweeb. (laughs) Same here. It was a long, very, very tiring weekend. It took me a few days to recover on sleep once I got home. So yes, and we hope we'll see you next year at Rhinebeck. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog. Knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek 2 in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on.